Hi, this is Karen Kelly, and you're listening to An Appetite for Life. There's a great mix on this show with various topics, amazing guests, and the occasional celebrity guest. such a lovely guest on my show today. I'm joined by children's author Sarah Griffith. So welcome Sarah. Hi Karen, it's wonderful to be with you today. I'm so excited. Oh it's uh, really lovely to chat to you again because of course we have met briefly haven't we via the Bedtime Stories podcast as well. We have, we have. So Sarah you used to be a primary school teacher so let's start with that. Tell us a little bit about your, about your background and um, your, your world as a teacher. Okay, so it was always um, something that I wanted to do from being quite young um, was to be a teacher. Um, and it started, um, I started as a primary teacher in 2004. So I did it a little bit later. I went to university when I was 24, qualified when I was 28. Um, and I was really lucky. I grew up in Bridge North in Shropshire um, and I moved to Telford um, in my teens. But um, I was lucky enough to get my first job um, at Morville Primary School, which is um, just near, just outside Bridge North. And it's a lovely country school and it's still there today. Um, I worked there for 10 years um, and I worked with reception year one and year two all in the same class. So it was um, it was a very um, exciting new role for me as a new teacher um, and really hands on as well. Had some fantastic teaching assistants. Um, but I think for me, you had your hands um, on, didn't you, for the first Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I had, um, I think, 26 children on the first um, class that I had, um, but it opened up that that wonderful world again for me of storytelling and that that rich um, of language and and all of the things that I love so much about um, teaching was was to be able to teach children about storytelling and how to write their own story. So it's kind of that's how it all started for me, to, um, linking to my author, my author things that I do now. So when did you actually start writing and creating these wonderful stories? Was it while you were still teaching or did you leave teaching and think, no, I'm going to go into this direction now? Or how, how did it come about? So I think it's something that I've always done naturally. Um, I've always loved just writing poetry um, and I, I'm always writing my friends' cards and families, like little poems and things. So it was always something that I did and little stories I'd write for my niece and nephew. Um, but it was when... I was teaching in 2007 I um, moved into my own flat so I had quite a lot of time in the evenings and I'd find myself just with a pad of paper and a pen and I'd just start getting all these ideas and I think it was because I was every day I was um, subjected to these uh, wonderful stories I was sharing with children it was giving me my own ideas and then I just started to to write these down and um, and then I started to share them with friends and family and it just kind of grew from there yeah. So when did you actually publish your very first book? So you started teaching, didn't you, in 2004, a few years later, started writing. When did it all really start for you, actually, as an author? So you can say, yes, I'm so... an author, I've got my book in my hands. <laughs> yeah, I look back and I think, gosh, so much happened in, the, in those years. Um, I left teaching for um, a, a couple of years and had my daughter. And then I went back into teaching and I, I just worked part time. I went to a different school and it was while I was there. I met a lovely lady um, and she had published her own story through Team Author UK. Um, and she she asked if she could share it for World Book Day. And I was like, this is amazing. And I had all of these stories at home, obviously, that I had written as a hobby. Um, and I said, I would I would love to be able to publish my books. And so she put me in touch with Sue Miller, who heads up Team Author UK. 
and the rest is history. So um, working with Sue has just been it's been a dream of mine since being very, very young. I wanted to be a teacher, but I always knew that it was the, it was the writing side that kind of, I wanted to, to, to be able to write my own stories for children. Um, and it was 2017 when I um, published my first story, Douglas's Trousers, um, and then it's just gone on from there, strength to strength. <laughs> wow, so how many books have you actually written and had published so far? Wow, so I've had five published, um, and I've written many more that haven't been published yet, <laughs> okay. but five, yeah. And then I've got um, one coming out very soon and then one out later in the year as well. Fantastic. So, of course, I've worked with you on another podcast called Bedtime Storage, which, of course, Sue Miller and Team Author UK sponsors. Um, but you've written Sophie's Spectacles, which is a great story, Finding Stones for Grandma, and uh, they've, they've got like a hidden a message in there for children haven't they let's expand on that a little bit yeah so I think it's it's the teacher in me Karen <laughs> it's like it's it's like I grew up with Aesop's fables and my mum and dad reading me these stories with all of these lovely morals and messages and um, it's just quite natural for me to when I write a story for it to have a real lovely meaning within that and I think yeah that's what kind of weaves through my stories like the first one was Douglas's trousers and the school was going to close and you know that actually happened at Morville primary school they were going to close the school and that's what gave him the idea and he kind of um it's all very magical as well but he wants to save his school and then the other stories kind of have grown so much from that first one where they're more to do with children's well-being and self-empowerment and teaching them you know skills that they can use every day that's going to help them to be confident, to be resilient, um, and to have these lovely life skills that they can take with them. Yeah, def definitely. So go back then, say, when you were teaching, you said you started university quite late at 24. Um, so prior to that then, did you, were you working or were you still studying? How come you started quite late? Yeah, so I think it, for me, it was my confidence. When I first finished my A-levels, um, I maybe wasn't ready to go to university then so I did I did lots of different jobs I worked in administration I worked in estate agents I actually went abroad and I was a holiday rep as well um, oh, wow. I went to the Algarve <laughs> for a season yeah as a, um, a property rep so I met loads of lovely families and I think it was when I did that job that it it gave me so much more confidence Karen to realize that if I could do that and I could you know I could look after myself in a foreign country and I just had such fun time as well. I met the most amazing people that I thought, you know, I, I think I'm ready to go to university now and follow that dream that I've been putting on hold. <laughs> yeah, it's a big step though, isn't it? Leaving your family home or, and your security mm -hmm. and you've got to fend for yourself. I've got my son going off next year if all goes to plan. I don't know how I was going to cope, I really don't. <laughs> <laughs> but I think when, you know, when it's something that you really love to do, you just, you find that inner strength and you, you know, you don't realise that how strong you are until you, until you put yourself in that situation. I think that's what I learned. And, the, you know, those life lessons, that's what I think that's why it's so important. I want children to understand that in, in my stories. Yeah. So do you think then maybe from when you were starting out and maybe you delayed your, um, you know, move to university, that maybe some of your experiences and feelings, you wanted to put those into the, into the stories and stem back mm. from there, do you think? Yeah, I think so. I think it, it's that inner confidence that 
I didn't really have as a child and as a young adult either. Um, and I think that's why it's so important for me as a teacher and as a mother to do something um, to support young children, because I feel that, you know, it's not it's not taught in a way that young children can understand. Maybe it is a little bit later, but then I feel like it's too late. It's kind of already happened. They're, they're all, children are very, their mindset is um, that they, they, they get so used to saying, I can't do this, I'm no good at this, that it just continues. And that's kind of what happened to me. I was very, um, I used to compare myself a lot to others and see that they were so much more confident and they were so much better, they looked better. All of those kind of things, that, those insecurities as a young child just carried on into, into early adulthood. And I think um, as a teacher, I really understand how children learn and how they develop um, at those different ages. And, and that we can do things that are, quite magical through storytelling that kind of plant those seeds um, at a very very young age they just get used to um, having these lovely habits that they can do each day and you can plant those seeds from from as young as two and three and yeah. you know could totally change a child's outlook totally so what inspires you to write I mean do you, do you just write at home or just sit in the garden do you, do you have a favorite place you like to write Sh share share with us what inspires you yeah, so for me, Karen, I just, I get like these, oh, when I'm writing something that I just love, I get goosebumps and it's normally inspired from either a person, a place or something that somebody says to me. So um, a lot of my stories are inspired from children that I've taught, which I just, I think is really wonderful to, to put them into the stories because they were the children that taught me so much um, really about myself as well. I could see myself as a young child within them. Yeah. Um, and I wanted them to be part of the story because it's it's real for children to understand. And I think as a teacher, you need to make it something that's very relatable to that to that age group. Yeah. So it's it's children, it's um other people in my life and, and it's places. So I really love to be outside in nature. Um particularly um, going to the sea I, th I feel really at home by the sea I mean I live in Shropshire so it's nowhere near but <laughs> a long way from the sea <laughs> yeah but I do try to visit as often as I can and I feel when I'm there it just feels like I'm at home and um obviously living in Shropshire in the countryside I'm able to go out and go on lovely walks with my family and I find like we've got Apley Woods just you know around the corner from where we live and they've got these beautiful like archway of trees that you go through and it's almost like going into like a fairy wonderland and they've got hollow trees and I just get loads of inspiration from these places that I visit it's yeah it's really wonderful and, and then I come back and I just suddenly get these ideas and I can feel like it's almost like um the thoughts just come and I have to write it down straight away so there wasn't a particular place where I would write it um it's normally just on my dining table and looking out of my French windows with a bit of light and you know it's um it's just as it comes when I'm inspired. It's funny because when I've spoke to other authors and I'm typical of this I'll wake up in the night and other authors have said the same thing and because they just have to write it down some really great ideas seem to come to, to me especially in the middle of the night and if wow. I don't write them down I absolutely forget them. I can't remember if I'm writing some sort of you know, poem to go with my children's book side that I'm working on. I can't remember it the following morning, so I have to wake up and write it down. Does that ever happen to you? Yeah, so I do find that I'll I'll be fast asleep and then I'll just I'll wake up with an idea, like a rhyme in my head, and I, I'm the same. So I, I just grab my phone and I put it on my notes on the phone quick. <laughs> and then it's there in the morning, so I'm like, oh, I've got it, I've got it. <laughs> yeah, we might be built in a similar way then, I think, authors. Yeah. <laughs> 
do you miss teaching children then? Do you think it's something you'd ever return to in the future? Um, I, I do miss that interaction with the children, but I think the work that I'm doing now, Karen, I get to be able to um, teach them in a different way. So it's um, through the author visits that I do, um, through my stories, um, it's that connection that I get, maybe in a different way. Um, and not having my own class, I do miss that because you, you get to know the children over a period of time. Um, so, I mean, I, I'm not sure if I go back into teaching, but I, I do feel that there will always be some kind of teaching element in, in what I do with my, with my stories and, and my workshops and frameworks that I, that I do teach. Yeah, so that's kind of a big foundation of what I do. So tell us a bit more about these workshops. So how often do you do them and what's involved? Yeah, so since the pandemic, I haven't been able to do as many, but I have been offering them um, online. Yeah. So I've developed um, my workshops that link with the stories and it's called the magic formula. So it's, um, it's just really inspired from the books, but it's the key messages that I teach through the workshops. So we teach things um, like self-esteem um, and I get children to look um, within themselves at the things that are important to them. So you get, they get like a holistic approach to their life. So what their school life's like and the hobbies that they do, their relationships that they have. And, and then all of the workshops, there's um, eight different workshops that link to the magic formula. And they're things like gratitude and um, meditation. And all of these kind of um, weave together to support children's um, self-empowerment and self-awareness. Yeah, so it's really it's wonderful. So, well, that leads on to my ne next question, really. So what's the best part of being an author, a children's author? Oh, this, I mean, there's so many amazing um, parts to it, Karen, but I just think it's that connection with children. It's that moment when, you know, you've written this story and you're able to share that with a child, whether it's one or whether it's, you know, a hundred children and you just see their reaction and, um, and you can feel it. it you can feel it. Yeah. And, and, and the, 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 just the, you can see they're using their imagination and it's what they say afterwards. It's, it's the questions that they ask you. Um, and you can see that it inspires and sparks something in them. You know, maybe they want to be an author, but it, it's about sharing with them that, you know, follow your dreams, because this is something that I always wanted to do. And, you know, maybe they don't want to be an author, but they get that lovely message through the story. And, um, yeah, it's that it's being able to um, connect with children. I think that for me, that's the best thing ever. Yeah. So, Sarah, as an author, then, do you do you write every day? Do you give yourself a challenge, right? I must write so many words every day or is it weekly or just when you feel like it? What What's your kind of pattern? Yeah, so for me, it's really when I'm inspired that I write, which at the moment is every day. <laughs> it's lovely. Yeah. But then I will, you know, I have had months where some weeks I just, I haven't got that inspiration and yeah. I've tried to write and then it, it just isn't you can feel it's just not the same no. so I like to go with being completely inspired and then it's when I write my best work definitely and I think because I'm doing something which I really love um, and I'm working with an early years um, team supporting young children I'm working with some amazing people um, I feel so inspired and I'm writing stories for them you know that it's all just coming um, because I think you're really aligned with what, what you love to do and, and great things start to happen when you do that. And you've got a young daughter, haven't you? Yes. So she's... she loves the fact that mummy is an author and that she loves <laughs> your stories. What does she say about your stories? 
Oh, so she said to me the other day, Mummy, do you know who my favourite authors are? And I was like, well, go on then, tell me. She went, well, you, obviously, Mummy. <laughs> and Julia Donaldson. I was like, well, it's nice to be compared to Julia Donaldson. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so she, she loves my stories. One of her favourites is Jack and the Genie. And um, she just loves that because of the magic element within that and the genie making the wishes. But she loves finding stones for grandma because she's in that story. Um, and she really inspired me to write that for her. And for, and she stands for her generation of children, really, that I think need to know these beautiful practices. And um, to be able to share that with your daughter is, yeah, is really magical. Yeah, something yeah. that will share forever, isn't it? And maybe she can share with her children and so forth yeah. as well. It's lovely. So I'm just going to go back to Jack and the Genie for one second, because I know we recorded this recently. And for our listeners today, I've got to say that Sarah has the most magnificent genie voice. I was taken aback. Can you share a little sentence for us and your genie voice? Oh my goodness, you put me on spot now. No, I do love my character. It's so funny. So if anything, you have to buy Jack and the Genie um, or listen to Jack and the Genie, should I say, <laughs> just to listen to it. Because to me, you should be on TV with that voice. It's amazing. <laughs> really brilliant. Oh, do you want me to do it? Yeah, go on. Go on, do it. Go on. Can you think of something to say? Ready? Yeah. So Jack, this has taught you to make your dreams come true. You must listen to your inner genie. He knows what is best for you. <laughs> I think it's nice. It's a I'm not going to try it myself. I'm not going to try it myself. <laughs> so let's talk more about your books that you've written and published with Team Author UK. So we've got Sophie Spectacles, Finding Stones for Grandma and um, Jack and the Genie. So what hidden message is in each one? Yeah, so Sophie Spectacles was the first of the wellbeing stories that I, I've started. And it was really teaching children all about self-esteem. Um, so understanding who it is that they are um, and and being able to see those those beautiful qualities, those unique qualities within themselves that I don't think children get enough time to um, to talk about as um, through, you know, whether it's at home or um, through at nurseries. It's just developing um, those early skills and recognising their strengths and celebrating them. And that's what Sophie Spectacles is really all about. Um, and then that followed on to Jack and the Genie and that's teaching children about their own inner guidance and that they will get a feeling inside of them when they know that it's right for them because they'll get like goosebumps they'll get that happy feeling that buzzy feeling um and then when you when children recognize that they know it's right for them and it's listening to that inner voice within them and um Jack and the Genie teaches you you know people will have these things that they want you to do with your within your life and they'll have all these different influences but it's about you know not making others happy at the cost of your own happiness it's do what you love and you really can't go wrong yeah, yeah and yeah. um finding stones for grandma i mean that's just all about looking for the good in every day um, and having this beautiful practice of visualization and, and meditation that you can take through your life and um, like in the story eva goes with her grandma to the seaside she picks up these stones and Eva's struggling at school with different things going on and her grandma tells her that, you know, she she will get through it, but it's just the way she chooses to think about it. And if she remembers the stone and the feeling that that carries within her and how it, it makes her feel to be at the seaside, she can take that feeling wherever she goes and she can see that everything will be okay. It's just how she chooses to look at that. Um, and it's really lovely practice to teach young children. 
Yeah, and what's lovely about your tales is that they are for young children, but I think even as an adult, if you're having a moment, you can maybe just use it as a little reference and pick it up and remind yourself how wonderful you are and what you can achieve. Yeah, and I think, Karen, that's what's really nice um, is the feedback that I've had from families. Not only did their children enjoy the story, but also what they took from it. They said, I just like Sophie and Sophie's spectacles. It's me. It's me. (laughs) Um, And it's just really helped them to understand um, and not to forget about how amazing they are. Because I think as parents, we're so busy running around doing things, um, you know, for everybody else. And we're important, too. And it's supporting our children, but ourselves as well. You're right. It's a whole it's a whole family practice that they can they can do together. Yeah, definitely. Now, I normally say to my guest on this show, can you bring any celebrity gossip, celebrity (laughs) gossip? Do you have any for me today? I don't have celebrity gossip, but I do have exciting news. Exciting (laughs) news. Please share with us. What is it? Share, share, share. Yeah, so um, just so excited by this. Um, I'm working with EYFS Home, which is an early years website that offers free educational daily activities and we're government funded. We've been lucky enough to win two um, government grants. It's it's fantastic, Karen. And through the pandemic, you know, we wanted to support families, nurseries um, at this time. Um, And we have collaborated with um, Jack Maunder, who is a premiership rugby player. Oh, wow. Um, and it's so exciting because oh, he, exciting. we've basically written a book with him um, to support children in the pandemic. Now, this was the co-founder, Andy Goffs, um, and the other two co-founders. It was, it was their idea to basically link teachers and talent together so that we can, you know, make a bigger impact. Jack wanted to give something back um, because of the pandemic. He wanted to support young children at this time. So we've written the story called Bounce Back Jack, (laughs) which is very apt for what's going on. So it's about bouncing back after the pandemic. It's about um, just that that skill of resilience in children it's not something that you could just go right we're going to learn about resilience today it's it's over time and it's teaching children that positive self-talk um that they they can practice that it becomes a natural habit for them instead of it's natural to say oh i'm no good at this you know we try things and then we're like oh no I'm, i can't do it but teaching children that it's okay to, to make mistakes it's okay we're going to have failures that's part of life but it's accepting it and it's it's about picking ourselves up and trying again and trying again um, and i think that this is really a very positive step forward for two, for 2021 um yeah. working obviously with with jack is is an absolute honor for me um and um i can't wait to see um how this how this kind of plays out um so very what, was exciting. Like? <laughs> what was it like working with him do you do you know anything about rugby <laughs> I've watched like the England rugby games um so I did I didn't know too much about the premiership rugby but um Andy is a big rugby player and he's, he's played all his life so he had great contacts with um with Jack and his family which is fantastic and um yeah so it's just it's it's amazing and how you can work um with sportsmen and, and to, to show children that you know it 
Jack was he was a little boy just like they are he had hopes and dreams and he didn't find it easy so when I read him the story the first read we recorded it on zoom and and Karen when I saw his face um because he just really connected with the story and he said that was me I I used to do that I used to say I was no good and and I didn't believe in myself and he said you know it's not that I've always found things easy it's that I've always kept going and kept picking myself up and said yeah, you know I can do well. this I can do this yeah so I think it's it, it's really powerful to, to show children you know where he's come from and how he's got to where he is wonderful so when will this book be out so it's called bounce back jack and uh, when will it be available well we are just waiting for the date to be confirmed but we are hoping that it'll be ready between the 22nd and 24th of December so just before Christmas <laughs> wonderful yeah how lovely and it will be ready it will be available to buy on amazon um and what's really lovely is jack would like all of the proceeds to go to the down syndrome's um, down syndrome fund so um it's going to support lots of children and it's just really wonderful to be part of oh that's incredible oh that's fantastic really exciting news i wish you all the best with bounce back jack so for our listeners then if anybody wants to purchase your books um do you have a website or social media pages you can share with us yeah so you can follow me on facebook so it's sarah griffiths author i'm also on twitter as well i have a website which is sarahgriffithsauthor.co.uk and you can also contact me via email which is sjgriffith76 at hotmail.com and all my books are all available on amazon as well wonderful (laughs) oh sarah it's been lovely talking to you today wish you all the best for the, for the future as well maybe working with more celebrities and uh, wow. I look forward to working <laughs> with you again soon oh it's been such a pleasure karen thank you so much for having me on your show i can't wait to come back again you've been listening to an appetite for life sponsored by daybank house dental practice where happiness starts with a smile if you are interested in any of my packages or wish to be a guest on this show then you can contact me via my social media pages karen kelly podcasts or send an email to carolindakelly at btinternet.com. <laughs>